Ladies and gentlemen, the time is upon us. Very quickly, before we end season four of NXT, I just want to give a big thank you to all the pros that guided these rookies over the course of this season. Your knowledge and your guidance is invaluable. Thank you. Johnny Curtis, Brodus Clay. One of you will be the WWE's next breakout star, and one of you will go on to earn a tag team championship Ooh. match. Everything you've worked for comes down to right now. Let's meet the WWE's next breakout star. The future is now. Welcome to another episode of Half K NXT. It's your boy, Nando O'Brien. And your boy who just realized the filter on his Zoom is not picking up the can that he's drinking because it's green. L. Drew. <laughs> it, it's like you were just holding up nothing on my end. <laughs> uh, I was like, I briefly saw two, two red X's, but that was it. <laughs> After that, I, I have no clue what you're drinking. <laughs> oh my god! I just like lifted it up. I was like, "Oh, here comes the intro." What the? Hell, <laughs> truth. I, I will salute you with my my water bottle. Thankfully, I don't have a green background, or else this top would also uh, disappear. It would be nothing. It would be nothing. <laughs> so cheers. <laughs> So for, I'm going to reveal some movie magic here. So we do record over Zoom and uh, we always have video of each other that we never upload. But I think this might be the first time where I take where I have to take a screenshot at least of what what is happening here. Mm -hmm. At least this right here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like how does that work? <laughs> it thinks it's a green screen. Ah, <laughs> oh, technology. And we're back. And we're back. And we uh, need that. We might need that on the shirt. And oh, we're back. And we're back. Yeah, I think that will be definitely the T-shirt for for slogans. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, that's our show's slogan. <laughs> and you tuned in to uh, a very special episode because this is the season finale of season four. There we go. Uh, and not only is it the season finale for NXT, it is also our season finale. What are the odds, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't really see how that would go any other way, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so all the stars aligned at that point. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've somehow survived another season and we're about a little over the halfway point if we're going to stick to our gimmick uh, with uh, episode 54. And uh, yeah, I figured before um, before we get started, we'll, we'll kind of do like a very brief kind of like impressions of like what we're, what we're thinking about this episode before we review the final episode of the season. And then after we'll kind of do like a mix of a overall season four recap. But then since season five is technically somewhat of a competition, but then it kind of gives up, we'll do our somewhat retrospective on seasons one through four, 
since technically those are the full four seasons competition that actually, seasons yeah yeah so that actually committed to the so the competition so we'll just kind of give our brief overall thoughts since we're we're pretty much hitting a milestone episode here since we are pretty much ending the competition era so i figure we do a little bit of recap at the very end um but yeah i, I think before we get started into this episode it's been i i think you would probably agree that this season has probably provided the best matches so far oh yeah um yeah like there were some really good matches in season one Mm -hmm. but i feel like i don't know like the talent in season one was really good but this season seemed to have more i guess season talent overall like whereas Season one had some super seasoned guys and some like fairly mm. green guys this season outside of like Jacob Novak. Mm. Everybody was fairly, fairly seasoned, not super green. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Like the matches, I think, were more polished for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a better word. Like overall, the season was just more polished. And um, you can tell, like, I think what was the match that we were talking about? either last week or two weeks ago where it just felt like a regular match at that point because we had like i think bateman uh brian truth and uh curtis and they all just like blended mm-hmm. and yep. and gel- gelled really well together yeah like even the um even though like the mini segments and like the little games that they played this season i felt like went a little sm- like they all had their their times of kind of like nonsense mm-hmm. and you know little their errors or whatever but i feel like this season's games went a little smoother or it like they picked up on them a little bit quicker yeah 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 no i i agree yeah and plus i think it's it's also that by then anyone who was tuning in had probably watched something from se- from the previous seasons so they didn't have to like recap everybody on like what the rules were mm-hmm. as often so yeah that's true yeah i agree yeah, that's good too all right well we'll go ahead and uh even though this one this one is going to be a, a short episode as well for similar reasons of last week uh we'll uh we'll just kind of go through it so then that way we can kind of give that overall retrospective at the end of this uh of this podcast um so yeah this is the season finale uh this is episode 54 technically episode 13 in season four and this one happened on march 1st 2011 at the quicken loans arena in cleveland ohio um and we'll get into the venue a little bit more throughout the show because it it plays a very key part in this episode uh but before we kick it off we have one last video package before the show intro and uh yeah this one is is similar where i i think they did a really really good job kind of recapping like the entire season again um and they did it in a in a way where they highlighted like the best moments throughout the season they kind of like showed you what the eliminations were and then at the same time then they highlighted like the finalists with brodus and um and johnny curtis which yeah it, it pretty much did everything in the two to three minutes that the video package was for sure, yeah, they had a they highlighted a boy Connor, you know, rolling under the ring, <laughs> so you know he still might be under the air to this day. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> you never know, bro. So you know, like they they did that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, after that, they they brought out 
Um, they brought out the pros. Mm-hmm. They they brought they brought out everybody's. Yes, they brought out all like the. I guess the remaining pros technically. It it was weird because it was like a mix because you had yeah you had Brian you had Chris Masters coming back, um you had Maurice but not Ted DiBiase, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had Truth and then um ricardo came down with brodus so yeah technically that's right yeah so bruce or bruce <laughs> our truth came out he introduced johnny curtis who came out to his theme song mm-hmm. what's up so that was pretty dope and then uh ricardo comes out and i guess now he is the official pro of brodus yeah he, so you know ricardo don't got no theme music yeah so therefore <laughs> brodus comes out with like I mean, I don't know if it was just a YouTube version of it, but like a sped up version of the the TV show's theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> Especially the YouTube remix. Uh, no, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but, uh, you know, that aside, the both men got in the ring and they kind of had their they said they're like kind of like last piece to each other. Mm-hmm. Um I thought those are two really good little promos because it's almost like they they did a good job at putting both of each other over mm-hmm. and at the same time getting themselves over. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, you know, you're tough, super tough and all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to punch you in the face like that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was, that was cool. Um, you know, both men clearly defining their alignment and by one last time, like Curtis playing the baby face, Mr. Clay being the heel, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he played that really well. He, you know, he had to take that jab at Cleveland with LeBron James in. So oh, this yeah, is around yeah. that time where he just left and he's like winning championships, not over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and um when they were cutting their promos against each other before the match started, uh, there was like a small pocket of like fans that were cheering for Bateman already. Uh and I'm assuming that was probably like the friends and family that uh, he had already invited because he thought he was going to get into the finals uh, last week. Oh yeah. That's what, I think that's what the commentary was saying too. So I thought that was pretty cool. It only made sense. I think we referenced that too. It was like, Hey, wait a minute. He couldn't even last till they're going to his home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, They go straight into the match Mm -hmm. right after this. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Uh, I have a few highlights here. Uh, some 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 highlight moves actually mostly from Brodus Clay. I didn't really like as I was watching the match. There wasn't too much super standout offense. I thought from Johnny Curtis in this match, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, but Brodus Clay did his thing. You know, he had his he like clobbered the guy when he tried to jump off of the second rope at him. Yeah, so there's yeah, yeah. a hard clothesline there. Um, I caught a a nice exploder suplex from Brodus Clay. Um, and then, you know, the highlight, the big highlight there, I thought for the whole match, I mean, oddly enough, it was a five minute, 28 second match, but I feel like they're there. It never really took off the way that I thought it was. Yeah. But, uh, the end there was, uh, Brodus Clay tossing Johnny Curtis from like the second rope. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like hit him with a splash out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, Brodus Clay has been winning matches by any means necessary at this point. <laughs> like he didn't finish people with tongue and death grip. STO running power slam, running splash. Like I f I don't know. Like didn't he have something else too? Like Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had like another finisher and especially when he finally converted over to like the uh 
the Funkasaurus gimmick. Like I, I'm pretty sure he had like another move then too. So oh yeah, what the heck was his finisher when he was the Funkasaurus? I I know it wasn't. At least I don't remember it being any of these. So no, me neither. Yeah, but yeah, no, Brodus Clay, man. Brodus Clay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I pretty much had the same thing as you where. Brodus was pretty much dominating this whole matchup. Uh, the only thing on my end, I, I think that I saw was like the commentators, as you mentioned, yeah, they were kind of telling like the story of like how each guy got there. And of course, putting over each guy as like the, the baby face and the, and the heel of the matchup. Uh, there was some altercation between Brodus and R-Truth in the middle of the match. I think when uh, he was trying to like lure him in, into the ring, but then, um, the referee kind of like just told truth to hold back. And mm-hmm. then after the matchup, then that's when like truth was trying to defend Johnny Curtis. And like, it looked like these guys were about to like scruff down. Uh, but then they kind of just like cool down and bro just, just left the ring at that point. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it was a, I think it was a decent match. Like how you mentioned, there was nothing wrong with it, but again, there wasn't too many standout moments, but overall I, I still enjoy the matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, like a slow start and never really hit the corner. Hella super hardcore, but you know if if the idea was kind of to keep Brodus being monstrous and really get the crowd behind Johnny, it succeeded in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was pretty dope. Yeah, and then um, so after this match, we go to a mini segment with Bateman and Daniel Bryant. Mm-hmm. I seriously can't believe you got eliminated last week. You know, I really thought our shenanigans were the hottest thing ever. You know what this means, don't you? Yeah, I know what this means. I'm from Cleveland. I've dealt with heartbreak my whole life. Whether it's the drive, the fumble, the decision, now the elimination, we always manage to get by. Last week I told you, if you got eliminated, I was going to punch you in the face. You're not seriously going to punch your friend, are you? You're not seriously going to punch your friend while he's wearing glasses. Now get up, because you've got an NXT Rookie Reunion Tag Match, and I want you to win. I want you to win for me. I want you to win for you. I want you to win for chicks. I want you to win for America. And I want you to win for Cleveland! Which uh, is very short, but I thought it was pretty cool because it directly referenced last week. Yeah, yeah. So Daniel Bryan comes out and they're just kind of like having a discussion. He's like, hey, man, I, I'm going to keep my promise. And he's like, <laughs> you're not really going to punch me in the face. And he's like, yeah, man, I told you if you didn't win, I was going to punch you in the face. He's like, yeah, but you wouldn't hit a, a guy in glasses. And he yeah, turns yeah. around with some glasses on. And he pops him right in the face, <laughs> you know, and then he helps him get in the zone basically for his reunion tag team match. And he tells him he needs to you know, like dedicate his match to like chicks to America and for Cleveland yeah. and for himself. And then like Bateman goes nuts and the crowd is going nuts. And then he like storms out. Yeah. Ready to rock. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty much you summed it up perfectly. And I think that's what I liked about it is that they pretty much stay consistent. And you know what? I, I may, I may even have to change my scores slightly based on that because I forgot about the consistency there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you pretty much summed it up perfectly where I don't think I have much to add on that one. Uh, so after that, then we go into commercial break, (laughs) uh, commercial break. (laughs) So after that, we, um, we get now, I guess our weekly like WrestleMania 
build time here where now it's uh um, wrestlemania cutaway like. <laughs> what what made it worse is that this is just part one of the episode because they kind of go over the the rock and cena and um like now it's the rock's turn pretty much of like rebuttaling mm-hmm. um so this one takes up an entire 13 minutes of this broadcast and this is still not even it like there's still another segment later on that we'll get to um but this one is pretty much like because two weeks we had the rocks appearance then last week we had cena's rebuttal and now we have rocks rebuttal rebuttal i guess is, is what i'm i'm calling it uh and then this one was just pretty much the one where he was just like insulting uh the rock from like his house and everything but yeah uh not much to say here since like we're, we're pretty much sticking to the nxt uh material and not really diving into the main roster stuff unless it like touches something specifically with nxt but yeah luckily <laughs> yeah <laughs> they haven't so yeah <laughs> that was that extremely long segment i mean i really want to go back and watch those mm-hmm. but just not right now <laughs> yeah 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 i think it like how i said that's why i really appreciate modern day nxt because they totally keep it separated from from anything else like it feels like it's in its own universe but this was at the point where it was still pretty much like shared across the board so uh these segments yeah definitely kind of kill like the the continuity of the, of the show where like you're totally into these storylines and then this kind of takes takes you out mm. of the out of the experience <laughs> and it's like wait what yeah <laughs> like this and then it's super long too you're like oh but then it's like i feel like if i if we go back and we watch them you'll start to get into it it's like oh, oh yeah, wait yeah. what and then it's like wait a minute <laughs> yeah 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 no, I, I agree. Like, I mean, they're nothing like how you said, especially when they're in video package form, they're really good and you get into them. But um, when they when they literally just cut and paste the same segment that happened the night before. Yeah, it's it's a little too much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after that, then we go to commercial break and then we have the uh, the second match, which is the, the last match of the evening. And this one is kind of interesting because it's the. um kind of like rookie reunion matchup where they bring back uh byron saxton and uh jacob novak as a as a team and then we get my boy connor o'brien coming back teaming up with cleveland's own uh Derek bateman and this Cleveland's one, very own because uh yeah as as they mentioned earlier like he was expecting to go into the finale this week uh and yeah i think I forget if it was Josh or Todd that mentioned like, oh yeah, like if you notice uh, a, a huge chant or or reception, it's probably Bateman's like friends and family who he already invited uh, earlier in the week because he thought he was going to be in the finals. But uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of a bummer when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, but at least at least they still gave him a match here, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this this one was kind of interesting because uh they they kind of work the beginning of the matchup with just like a lot of like locks and just kind of back and forth so nothing too technical um josh even mentions that uh this is very similar to other competition shows when they do a season finale when they bring people back uh so i at that point that made a lot of sense like and i think it was something that we had talked about um two episodes ago where we were like how are they going to feel like three more weeks when there's only three rookies or in this case, two rookies left. 
Um, so this is how you do it. <laughs> the reality is that The Rock and Cena filled a lot of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the honest reality behind it. It's like, wait a minute. Like, if I'm really, if we're really thinking about where some of that like free time went, it went to promoting this match with The Rock and Cena. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they did their part uh, on top of like what Cena and The Rock did for the show. Uh, it was kind of cool. I, I actually liked the way that Connor and um, Saxton were actually working together because they were doing the traditional like cutting the ring in half by dragging um, Connor. Uh, there was a cool sequence when I think it was yeah Saxton that like had locked um, Connor down and like kept him down there with his legs, and then from from uh, from the from the bottom he was able to tag out to um, to what should we call it uh, Novak. So they mm-hmm. were they they had that really old school kind of like vibe of like just cutting the ring in half. That's like one of those tag team things that when you're in a spot fist, it tends to get lost. But Mm -hmm. then when you could just kind of strip it down and have a normal match, it's, it's one of those integral things where you're like, ah, you know what? This is like classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think you're right because if it was like a six man or eight man tag match, you definitely wouldn't have caught that. But since it was a traditional tag team matchup, it, is really uh really cool to see yeah in your six man and your eight man it's a little bit more rare to see such i want to say fundamental tag mm-hmm. team like uh or tag team fundamentals essentially because yeah. th- th- it's a lot more going on but when it's just like two on two you can really focus on a little nuances that appease to such you know i guess like your higher level wrestling fans and stuff like that mm, that's a good point very good point um so yeah, they do a good job here where they're uh all three men other than Bateman are doing a really good job here of like causing or like building up to that hot tag just because um yeah, they kept cutting off the ring and still attacking O'Brien. Uh but eventually he's able to escape and getting the hot tag out to Derek Bateman and this is where like literally the whole arena just like pops. Probably the biggest pop of the night really. Um and then he starts just cleaning house. Um the do you know what that move is that um i i couldn't think of like the proper way to call it but it was that move that byron saxton kind of hit towards the end of the matchup where he's kind of like jumping high it was like uh the one that was kind of like a jawbreaker yeah yeah yeah. but it it was who did i used to see do that um i somebody used to do that i got it as like it was almost like a um like a sit down chart buster because oh. I know the Disco Inferno, but the Disco Inferno did the stunner. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in the video game, they made him do like that. Yeah. Uh, in Revenge, he had like the 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 reverse stunner that way. Yeah. But I who did uh I want maybe Nova and ECW did that. Oh, maybe yeah. But yeah, yeah. somebody used to do like that that face forward kind of like reverse stunner and sit down. Yeah. But yeah. I hella can't remember who's do it, but I seen it and I rewound it and I watched it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who used to do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad that you at least caught that too, because yeah, I, it, it stood out to me and I think I was on the same boat where I was like, I know I've seen this move before, but I have no clue like what it's called. Um, and since it's not his finisher, like I, I couldn't look it up at that point. And he like never used it no other time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he he literally just pulled it out in this matchup. So I have no, I still don't know what it's called. Maybe I'll I'll play a clip of it if anyone wants to like help us guess. <laughs> there it is. Um, but yeah, in the in the closing sequence, 
then we had um saxon who tried to uh tag out novak actually um kind of turned on him which was kind of weird because they are technically kind of like the heel team so um it was kind of weird that they did this because they've never had any beef during the season and then mm-hmm. on top of that it, yeah it's like heel and heel um i don't think they're going to build up to this since it's technically the, the end of, <laughs> the end of the season uh so it was kind of weird that they decided to go with this ending here but then um Derek Bateman kind of takes advantage of it and um he hits like a, a Charlotte's natural selection <laughs> uh from but he doesn't get all of it because I think uh Saxton wasn't sure what move he was going to get hit with because he kind of went to the side uh yeah similar to like a neck breaker um, i forgot that that was the phrase for like when you kind of botch it he didn't get all of it yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like in my mind i was like there's a certain phrase like i should type here but i just like oh he kind of botched it yeah no he didn't get all of it because <laughs> there cause we technic- go because technically he did it, but it just didn't go as yeah. uh, as they planned. There's it. like a difference between a botch and then like when you don't get all of it. The same way like <laughs> in battle rap, where there's a difference between like when you choke yeah. and when you just slightly stumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a stumble is when you don't get all of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a choke is like a flat out botch. It's like, oh god, what was that? We're uh, we're breaking down the terminology here and trans- mm-hmm. translation <laughs> for 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 those of you who need who speak battle rap and wrestling apparently yeah <laughs> which apparently there's a lot of them so it's good <laughs> oddly enough uh so yeah since he couldn't since uh he i don't know if that was supposed to be the finish or um he was gonna do his traditional finisher but either way bateman picks him up and hits his finisher which is the the headlock driver um eventually later on he ends up calling it the mantastic which i i think that's pretty pretty good <laughs> uh, yeah i'll give him that one too yeah so yeah, they um they pick up the victory at four thirty three, and um you know what I now that I'm actually kind of running back the matchup, I think I actually enjoyed this one a little bit more than the than the first matchup. Uh, so yeah, and of course it it helped a lot by just having like the hot crowd behind Bateman throughout the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they uh they they I feel like uh the crowd kind of carried that match. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the, not to say that the match wasn't good or anything like that, but I almost feel like the uh, the crowd kind of kept that match a little bit more interesting than it than it kind of really was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that was that was a good. It's like almost like a really good, really cool like experience experience because it's like, oh, cool, like you know, mm-hmm. they're really into this. Like, they're red hot, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, then. <laughs> I think you had a I think you had at least one note here because I just skipped it. Uh it looks like we both skipped it, but at least you had no, one, yeah, one the, note. The, the song started to kick in and I was like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother with this written in the stars this time. <laughs> so I, I like skipped it. Uh but yeah, this one is the second part of what took up most of the show because then we had a uh, Undertaker and Triple H promo. They didn't play the full video package here, but it was still enough where um they did like a, a pretty long recap building up their matchup as well. Um, was this the uh, the end of an era match with them? No, this one was um, the sec. This one is technically their second matchup, but this is where they were building it up like they have never fought each other at WrestleMania before. Oh, God. OK, so technically this is the second of their three matchups. But mm-hmm. but story like half K wise, 
uh, this is supposed to be like the first time they ever fought each other at WrestleMania. Oh Even- yeah, nobody nobody cares about the first time that he lost to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just we could just ignore that one. Don't they? What? Yeah. That he wore pants in that. That that does count as Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing pants. That was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Exactly. He did he only beat Triple H twice. <laughs> and plus that wasn't the dead man. That was American badass that uh, See? Yeah, yeah. See is you know, you got to get your gimmick straight. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then um you know what? After that, I you know, I really kind of wondered how long it was, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to find out. And then we get into the last segment which is our reveal. Yeah. for the uh season winner. And you know what? When they announced it, I like remembered that I remembered seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like uh, like right before they were getting ready to announce it, I was like Oh dang! You know what? I know who's about to win. Oh okay. <laughs> and then like they announced it, and I was like, "Oh man!" But then I was like, "Oh yeah, Johnny Curtis, I'm with that." So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like when they—I don't know if it was half K or if they were kayfabing it, but I'm pretty sure like maybe they just really—I don't know—they had to have known because their promos afterwards were too yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like. For both of them to have sold it the way that they did, I was like, oh, man, man, oh, oh, snap, look at this. Like, he's crying, and bro, this seems visibly kind of heartbroken right now. It it was, uh, so I I think I I was the opposite, where I don't think I've ever seen this this episode, so when, Mm. when, um, I think, I think I remember later on finding out that, um, Curtis had won, but I'd never seen the reveal, uh, so yeah, I was the same way where like, I genuinely got somewhat emotional of watching the first part of this because like, yeah, like you can tell that he was really, uh, really emotional about like winning and Brodus at first was selling like the defeat really like half K wise or like he was upset, but then he was, you know, he was still playing like the, the frustrated upset. But then I think when he saw Johnny Curtis, like how much emotion he was he was actually doing then i think that's when he kind of like just broke like the kayfabe part of it i don't think yeah i don't think he could have helped it he's like oh man look at this guy he's like really crying oh god no he's got me he's got me so then he started to like i thought it was cool it was cool yeah 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 like you can definitely tell that there was a lot of real emotion throughout that whole thing and um it was kind of cool too because yeah when um johnny was talking that he he even gave like brodus his props because he I think they gave each other like a handshake uh, or, or yeah, I think it was a handshake. Um, and you can tell that they generally meant it. Uh, that was like a legit embrace. It was like, yeah, man, good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we really did this. I mean, like they both did really good over the season. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I think so. Johnny Curtis, like they both had some really good matches, really good showings like this here. I feel like, retrospect thinking about what Brodus Clay kind of did after this what was the next for him like the Funkasaurus uh I believe he started teaming with someone else um Mm. I could uh yeah I think he probably started teaming with someone else and did kind of like the monster Brodus gimmick a little bit before Uh. um before turning into Funkasaurus because I do remember that later on he fought like um, when I was doing the Johnny Gargano retrospective, he was fighting um, Gargano when he was still like uh, a different, different random 
jobber name on like superstars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he was like just his solo gimmick still for a bit before he got the um, the whole Funkasaurus gimmick. Um, I got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one was really good because after that, then Stryker also got comments from Brodus and Brodus did like, uh, I'm definitely going to play the clip here. coming from within that's what the blood sweat and tears were for this is what this moment is all about and you did it dog thank you very much man brothers clay thank you i think true summed it up perfectly uh i just want to uh say what's up to my dad back home actually my dad worked 18 hours a day to support me and my sister. It's been, a, it's been a really long road to get here, man. I just, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. And thank you, the WWE Universe, for supporting me and voting for me. And thank you, our truth Shenanigans, me and him, shenanigans all the time. Thank you guys very much. All right. Brodus Clay, a lot of people said you couldn't do this, man. And I believe that this is not the end of Brodus Clay. What are your words? WWE Universe. You took away my moment. I won every competition I was in. I did everything I had to do, but I get it. I don't look like him. I don't look like him. I don't look like any of you. You took my dream away. I promise you this, I'm going to take your heroes away. I'm going to take the things that you love away. I'm going to make you feel like you make me feel tonight because you know in places you don't want to go, you're scared of someone like me. I'm the thing that goes boom in the night and you look underneath your bed. So mark my words, what you love, I will take because you took what I love and I won't stop. I don't need a roster spot. All I need is a parking lot and my opportunity. I will not stop and let this be a note in Cleveland. Let this know to everybody. You broke my heart, WWE Universe. And I ain't gonna stop till I break yours. And you do know that. It was hard, dude. Like, I don't even wanna, like, try to paraphrase it. Like, I really want you to play some of it because I thought it was really good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of saw some of your notes uh, before he gave it. And then when I was sitting there watching, I was like, oh, well, you know what? This is a really good promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was in there dropping bars. Like he was. <laughs> oh <laughs> he yeah. Said, I don't need a roster spot. All I need is a parking lot for my opportunity. I will not stop. Oh, I was that like, was, that was, <laughs> it. The the one that got me was he was like, uh, you you bro- like this broke his heart, so I'm gonna break theirs. And I was like, oh man, like that was dope. Yeah, that was so good. Like it, it was really- like. A, a, a part of it is it's like one of those things where it's like you know it's kind of true because they like for like he's heartbroken from losing so it's like ooh how can I heal that up so mm-hmm. that was dope yeah 
So yeah, I I would if I mean I would recommend anyone to watch this episode in general, other than like the the mania promos. Uh, but I would definitely recommend to if if you check out one thing, check out the the reveal of the winner just just for the promos alone, just because oh yeah, they're they're really really good. Um, so yeah, at the very end, um, I'll get to this more obviously uh, when we do our overall uh season recap at the end but then uh they announce of course that johnny and our truth now have a tag team chip <laughs> tag team championship opportunity and uh at the end yeah they just kind of close it with our truth getting the whole crowd to uh to chant what's up together <laughs> and they they close the episode in like a happy happy ending kind of way i guess <laughs> never fails getting them getting the crowd go what's up man it never fails yeah um <laughs> the, the 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 one last thing that i'll mention just before we wrap up this review of, of the the episode is that uh josh and todd at the beginning before they revealed the winner were kind of saying like oh we're gonna have a season five premiere next week but we don't want to give away like what it is yet but just know that it's going to be something completely different from uh, previous seasons and everything. And uh, technically, they weren't lying. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> that's that's a fair analysis. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll get to that for sure. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, I think since um, since we're wrapping up the season here, I will wait for actually. I'll do part one of it. So I'll go ahead and give my fun facts for just this specific episode. But then after we give our scores, then I'll kind of do an overall season um, fun facts. Um, So for this episode specifically, yeah, this one was where um, Johnny Curtis is technically the fourth winner of NXT, the fourth and final winner of NXT when you really think about it. So um, and then, yeah, he's only the, the third one, the third male NXT winner since last season, we had Caitlin winning. Um, but then, yeah, after this, I'll, I'll kind of do my overall fun facts. So let's go ahead and get started with the scores here. Um, so for me, I kind of went down the, Oh no, actually I, I lied. I went with a, um, I went with a 3.5 for commentary. Um, just because I think that, despite it being like a short episode i think todd and josh did a really good job of like hyping up the the episode um they weren't really goofing around as much this episode just because they knew it was the season finale and then um yeah i think they just played their part in all the of the matches to kind of like get over like brodus and johnny um they even did a really good job of just keeping the four eliminated rookies like um in like a good spot of like putting them over too um and then also i think what made the the um the final segment so good is that they did a good job of also like not getting in the way of like talking over their promos as much so i think that's what made the promos feel a little bit more emotional and stronger at that point i'm with that i uh i agree with that because i also went three and a half. Oh, nice um yeah pretty much for the same reasons too like I, uh, I'm not never, always typically too, too crucial or like keying in too much on the commentary, but I feel like they, they did everything they needed to do and then had some, 
like little snide remarks here and there I thought were yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. Like I think what I forgot which time our truth came out, but like one of the commentators was like, you know the words to this song. And he's like, you know them too. And they just kind of like went on to whatever else they were saying. And I thought that was like hell funny. So um, yeah, I went three and a half there for commentary as well. Nice. Uh, for matches, I'm actually going to change my score from, I actually had a 2.5 uh-huh. uh, mainly because like the amount of the matches. And then I thought that the first match never really took off the way that I thought it was, but I'm going to go up to three now just because okay. I thought the, the, the crowd and how red hot they were for yeah. the reunion tag match. And I felt like was a really cool kind of like sight to see for the NXT rookies, like mm-hmm. to get that kind of like, and I feel like they're, this is not the first time that they were in Cleveland this no. year, right? Like no. they were, they were super hot this time around. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I think you pretty much stole the words out of my mouth because I had originally given this a three. So I'm pretty much going to stick with a three for the same reasons as you just gave out because, um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, there was nothing wrong with the first match, but even trying to think about it now, like it wasn't the most crucial matchup. But then the second matchup, like, yeah, for the exact same reasons that you just said that the crowd really made that match uh, jump up a little bit more at that point. Um, so on my end, uh, I was going back and forth, especially with like the, um, the last segment, but I think I'm going to stick with my score just because of like my final score. Um, but for production, I ended up giving it a three as well. Um, just because same thing, like if it was, if it was even where like that extra segment with, um, the Undertaker and Triple H, like if that was like at least somewhat related to NXT, where they did like another backstage promo or just like something else to just kind of break it up and give more content for the NXT, the NXT side of it, then mm-hmm. I, I think I would have swayed and, and went to like a three point five. Um, but just because of like those two WrestleMania promos, and then um, there was only like three segments really for the actual show. Um, that's why I kind of went down the middle and gave it a three. That's fair. I can see that. Um, man, I had the same thing. I, uh, I, I went three mm-hmm. just cause I felt, I just, I couldn't go any higher than that. Given there was like half an hour dedicated to mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I felt like, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that. Cause that's like their marquee event, but not for me at that particular moment, but that I won't take anything away from production. Mm-hmm. So it's like going below three. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I went three and then for entertainment, I went three and a half. Mm, okay. I thought, uh, I, nothing. And there's no knock to the episode, but nothing in there for me took it to a four, mm, but, mm-hmm. Three and a half is still good. So I went three and a half for entertainment. I was three and a half entertained and and I thought that it was a good episode. Like the the reveal was good. The reaction was great. The promos were really good. Um, I thought that it was a very, very good promo show. Yeah. Like yeah, for yeah. the most part. Like for it to be kind of more rookie in nature, the promos in this show were I thought like pro level. Yeah, yeah. Um nice. I I ended up doing the thing the gimmick that we 
may have forgotten about throughout the season uh where if we found like a hidden gem match that that was like on a lackluster show that we could give it like a full point more um mm. so i ended up using that but for like the not for a match but i ended up using it for the last segment just because nice. just because i thought yeah like even though um i agree with you with everything else that didn't really stand out as much i think that promo will stick with me um just like that whole segment so in that case like it should just get a three but because i'm gonna like cash in my money in the bank so to speak uh, that one i end up giving it a four for that segment um just because yeah like i i think since i genuinely have never seen that before i think it it, it just got me in like the right spot where i was like oh that's really cool i i like how much they this is technically uh how they wanted all the seasons to go like where they took it this kind of like mm. like serious and like the reaction that they got with everything i'm assuming mm. this is what they wanted to have for all four seasons but at least they got it with with this specific season so yeah i got you i hear you yeah. i could dig that yeah all right um so with that uh for episode 54 the season finale of season four our combined score is a 3.3 and you know what that's really good considering like the the amount of content that went into this episode so yeah, yeah. no that's, that's i think that's a really good score given yeah like you said the the number of outside content that went to creating the episode yeah nice uh cool so with that i will just kind of run down some fun facts uh overall on the season so with this we yeah we reached the 40 hour mark when it comes to overall content uh of nxt this um this was kind of interesting we had a four-way tie when it came to the amount of matches that each rookie had uh so Derek bateman johnny curtis brodus clay and byron saxon all had 10 matches throughout the season um which is kind of rare because the only other person or two people to do that from season one were uh daniel bryan and uh wade barrett uh Hmm. so yeah like it's kind of interesting that all four of those guys had like double digits throughout the season which i i thought was pretty interesting um and then yeah to add more to the controversy brodus clay ended up having the best record of the season with seven wins and three losses so Mm. he's got a point of being upset because he did technically have the best record going into um elimination um and then overall we had uh daniel bryan kind of getting back some of his victories because he was able to increase <laughs> his uh, his match count by six more matches. And out of those six, he was able to win three. And those are technically his first three victories from uh, if you combined it from season one. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. They. Um, they did a good job, I think, and I think we can kind of do our overall like season four coverage and then we can kind of do our overall competition recap so i think kind of how we said at the beginning of this review that yeah you're right the the guys were more polished throughout the whole season um the matchups that we saw like i think we all kind of like look forward to them happening when it came to Mm -hmm. um like when we saw like oh Derek bateman's gonna go up against like 
uh are true for uh in or ted dibiase like we were like oh that that could be like a good matchup just based mm-hmm. on yeah none of, none of, i felt like none of the none of the matchups disappointed yeah like, even even some of your maybe not so highly coveted matches like Jacob Novak versus anybody mm-hmm. like even those were interesting because it was like oh I wonder where where he is like in his progression like let's see how he's doing it's kind of stuff like that so yeah even yeah, those yeah. were pretty cool yeah um and then yeah I guess overall from like a production standpoint the season to me yeah when I I still think that um season three is still kind of overlooked when it came to the booking side but yeah season three did a good job of like getting all the women over but season four did a really good job of doing it too and um when you look back on it just because a lot of the competition swerves were um were really good when it came to like being able to switch pros halfway through the season and everything and everything mm-hmm. that yeah they introduced some new um some new like gimmicks and storylines that i thought were really interesting to kind of like spice it up um and to me i know like season three is also like at a disadvantage because we took like our slight hiatus because of like of the pandemic. But to me, season four was probably like the quickest season to review in, in my mind. I, I don't, I don't mm. know about, I don't know about, about you. Um, you know what? It did kind of fly by. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's cause it's, what was this? 14 episodes? Uh, 13, 13. Yeah. 13 episodes. We, Maybe three, four got truncated due to WrestleMania. So, <laughs> good point. Good point. Like, if anything, like it may have realistically been shorter than yeah, the yeah, other yeah. season two. So, hey, man, you know, all in all, I, I thought it was a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I I enjoyed it. Nice, like fully. Yeah, I think. Um, I think overall, now, like, let me see. Some, I'm opening my stats for uh for the combined season count um what was interesting and like yeah let me look this up before i go any further you're right um cleveland right now uh cleveland had two shows uh and then there was also another show in cincinnati ohio so ohio had um three episodes overall but two of them in cleveland um after that then we have wisconsin uh, Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know why I said that backwards. <laughs> um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with two episodes as well. Uh, Santa's, really? Yeah. Uh, not not in this season, but like overall, like throughout the four seasons, they've they've been mm. there twice. Um, same thing. Oh, with- really? So they've only been to like Ohio three times in four seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. They just they might. I mean, granted, it's only a year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Timeline wise, it's it's barely only just been a year, so it does oh, make yeah. sense. Um, right. And then, yes, yeah, San Jose also had two episodes throughout the the year so far. Um, I will look at the best records. So yeah, so far, if we're counting just the pure records, Wade Barrett still has the most, where he has fourteen matches in total. Uh, with nine victories and five losses. Daniel Bryan still holds the record for the worst, where he had 16 matches overall, only three victories and 13 losses. Uh, and I believe, let me just double check here, the 
only people that are currently undefeated up to this point are uh, the great Kali with one matchup. So well, well-deserved Hall of Fame ring right there, <laughs> I would say. Same thing with uh, the other Hall of Famer, Kane. He only had one matchup, so he's also undefeated. Uh, we have, ooh, Jamie Keys in the lead here with two victories, also undefeated. And then Dolph Ziggler is actually the top candidate here because he has had three victories with zero losses. So, Z- Hey, it's here to show the world, man. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll see if he comes back for any other episodes of NXT in the future and if he keeps his undefeated streak going at that point. Nice. But, um, and so far, yeah, we've covered 124 matches. Uh, 110 of those were by pinfall. 10 were by submission and the rest were a combination of either battle royale or disqualifications. Um, and yeah, just kind of looking through it, I would say, well, let me, let me say the, the winners first. So yeah, Wade Barrett was the winner of season one. Then we had Caval as the winner of season two, Caitlin as uh season three, and then uh, Johnny Curtis as season four um so with that just with these four folks who do you think overall like had the most like a prosper career and i guess benefiting from like being the winner of nxt throughout their career i guess barrett caval caitlin or curtis caitlin caitlin right caitlin for sure because she was like the bee's knees for like a high, it was like he or her mm-hmm. Eve Torres and like oh that's right goddamn uh AJ Lee for the hottest minute going back and forth with the Divas title like I mean next has to be Barrett I think because mm-hmm. he had you know he had some great intercontinental title runs yeah and then and then you go Johnny Curtis yeah 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 just for like his longevity honestly like. I guess, you know, it also depends on how you want to look at it because the one who worked for them the longest out of all of them was Johnny Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even as an actor performer right now, like Johnny Curtis. What's- so, but like Caitlyn, for sure, like she rose to the highest that she could do for her, like at the time, like being a, a diva, quote unquote, like yeah, being yeah, yeah. a multiple time champion, pretty much the face of that division for like a hot minute, like. Nobody else could say that they were the face of a division mm-hmm. coming from like the competition NXT. So that's true. Yeah. And it, it was kind of crazy because, yeah, only last year was when, um, when both like Johnny Curtis, AKA uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze won their first ever titles, like their, their entire like main card slash NXT run, which is pretty crazy. So ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they finally won the NXT tag team titles in August of last year. Uh, so it's kind of crazy when you think about it. When when you're just looking at it from Johnny Curtis slash Fandango, um, where, yeah, he won this season back in 2011 and didn't get gold until 2020. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> come on. Like, <laughs> come on. They just, they just dangled the carrot in front of him for they say come on Johnny you'll be fine yeah I mean hey you know what 
No, I got to put Johnny Curtis second because Johnny Curtis beat Kurt, uh, Chris Jericho at WrestleMania's Fandango. Oh, that's right. You're right. <laughs> and yeah. like, like titles aside, because I, you know, not to take anything away from Wade Barrett, a lot of those reigns were transitional runs mm. just because the title was devalued too. So like, I mean, I got to put Johnny Curtis second. Just off the fact that he went in there and beat Chris Jericho clean at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Like in his first WrestleMania match, it was like, you know what? You're going over Jericho. Yeah. yeah. All right. And he rocked it. Yeah. And just had dance partners after that for a hot minute. Like different ones. It was like Summer Ray. Like, what was the other chick? Uh the one that used to be with the Puerto Ricans. That was Canadian. Oh, uh, Rose, Rose, Rosa Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. She was a Fandango dance partner. Um, I think the first one was just a generic person. Yeah, yeah. Just a random, had a random chick that could dance hella good. She wasn't even like a wrestler or anything yet. Nope. Yeah. They just had somebody. See, man? Johnny Curtis, bro. Yeah. Watch out for Johnny. And then the fashion files. Come on, dog. Oh, those are still... <laughs> My favorite segment, so yeah, yeah. You know what, Johnny, Cur- <laughs> Caitlin, Johnny Curtis, Curtis, and then uh, Wade Fair. Barrett, and then Caval. <laughs> Even though Caval of the in-ring per- like performance of those that cluster is probably my favorite one, but yeah, yeah, he just never reached his potential in the WWE. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Johnny Curtis, because I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, so yeah, NXT overall really never committed to their promises at all. <laughs> so yeah, technically they hyped up this season of uh the winners being able to get a opportunity at the tag team titles, and uh that may have never actually happened <laughs> because don't uh, tell me that don't tell me that <laughs> so Come uh, on, so after doing some research because i i really forgot if they actually did or not um so this is weird and i have no clue why they did this so technically yeah he won on march 1st uh 2011 so they had like a month that they could have pulled the trigger on this where like they could have done it on any random like i don't know what show it would have been on if it would have been raw or smackdown um but they could have done it in that time span leading up to wrestlemania because at this point they didn't do anything with Johnny Curtis. He didn't move. He didn't move up to Raw or SmackDown. Um, he kept working at uh, FCW and doing like dark matches um, on Raw and SmackDown. And then our truth, I forget what he did at uh, WrestleMania um, 27. But then apparently this is the time frame where after that, like two weeks later, while they were in the UK. Um, our truth uh in april yeah he he turned heel on john morrison so this is like that infamous one where like he beat up john morrison to turn heel and then that's when he got like the cigar and just was like uh smoking and everything and like blue smoke in his face and everything is uh, this when little jimmy uh i think so Lil jimmy was years ago was years after that right no uh you know what i i don't think i think this happened after the John Cena storyline, I think I could be totally wrong. Just um, after Little Jimmy? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think I think Little Jimmy happened after the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the John Cena and 
our truth storyline like when they mm, when when they fought okay. when they fought at uh cap capital punishment i think it was called uh i forget what something like yeah, something. something like that <laughs> uh so yeah so that's the main reason why they never committed to it because our truth had turned heel but like i said they could have literally done this throughout the the month of of march but they just never pulled the trigger on it and then by the time that they were going to do it at that point our truth had turned heel so they kind of scrapped that whole concept in general so uh wade barrett never got his intro music <laughs> uh Caval, I think Caval was the only one that legit got like a he year. got his title shot. He got his title shot, so that was yeah. He had like an intercontinental title shot. Yeah, uh, not sure why you like would only shoot for that if you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. You know what? I get a title shot of my choosing. I'm going straight for the intercontinental. Yeah. All right. Yeah, aim higher, bro. Yeah. <laughs> aim higher for sure. Yeah, under like a career under that's like a a right in your face underachievers. Oh, you know you get a shot at any title, right? Yeah, I'm, I know. <laughs> so, so yeah um caval was the only one that actually um cashed in his uh his reward throughout um nxt uh but yeah i think since this is kind of like the end of an era i would say when i look back at it season three i i will still say that had probably the most successful alumni from that from like what we had just mentioned with caitlin um AJ, uh, Oksana, she had like a, a brief run for for a while as well. You're right. Um, Maxine as well, like when she kind of just like stayed on NXT and just kept, you know, making that like her show, I guess. You're right. And then Naomi, of course, like how could I forget about Naomi? Like she ended up becoming like championship wise, the most coveted of uh, uh, out of the entire. True. Yeah. She ended up being the most uh, decorated out of those. Mm hmm. I mean, really? Because mm-hmm. AJ Lee, like, <laughs> you know, AJ Lee and Kaylin came out of that too. Like, mm-hmm. Naomi is still with the company now. But yeah. What, she's two title reigns, baby? Uh, Kaylin? Or no, uh, uh, Naomi. Oh, Naomi, Naomi got, oh. got two title reigns. Like, yeah, I think within you're... like the last four years or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, those two, what? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Caitlyn and AJ Lee had like four between each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, passing that thing around like a hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When you think about it, yeah. The cool thing is, yeah, when you look back at all the seasons, there's still sprinkles here and there of like the alumni from there. So just kind of looking at it, we have Wade Barrett still doing commentary on modern NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, Otunga still doing like a lot of PR work for the company. Um, Daniel Bryan, of course, is still doing his thing. From season two, we still have, uh, of course, Mister Mister Fiend doing all the things. <laughs> oh yes, that's you. Jesus uh, Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, Titus Titus O'Neil doing like all the charity work and hey, that boy just got in the Hall of Fame, and, yo. Yep, exactly. Like. Mm-hmm. That's a G right there. Is he the first like Ooh. NXT alumnus to be Ooh. inducted into the Hall of Fame? I, I believe he is. Yeah, technically. Technically he is, yes. Wow. Come on, man. That's a G move right there. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we just listed all the accomplishments of uh, season three. 
And yeah, with season four, our, our boy Johnny Curtis is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Byron Saxton is still there. So yeah, we, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how more than 10 years later, um, we still have a lot of, uh, representation of, of the original competition era. Um, but yeah, I, you know what, now that, now that we did this, I, I would say like, this has been a really cool experience, like, especially since all we kind of were able to kind of go off by before, before the network and kind of covering all this, uh, was just like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not tall tales, but just like fables, <laughs> uh, of like people trash talking, like everything that had happened during the competition era. But when you kind of look back at it, there's a lot of hidden gems in, in all these seasons. So I would, I would still recommend folks to, to check out these, uh, these competition era episodes. It's, it's like, you know, if you're a, if you're a wrestling fan or if you're a WWE fan, if you're an NXT fan, you know, you gotta, you gotta have all your footwork done mm-hmm. Do all your homework, go back and watch even the stuff that isn't maybe on paper, the most highly rated, but you know, after having given watch that stuff, having given watch after having watched that stuff, I don't regret it. I'd mm-hmm. go back and do it again. Yeah. Same here. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that will do it for the overall recap. And yeah, like I said, I, uh, I definitely have more of a respect for it as well, because even during, um, for me on the production side, even for me, like seeing it from the production side, especially with season three, when they kind of did the transition to, to go online only any other company would have like really just really a strip down a lot of like what that show was after that but they actually stuck to their guns and still kind of like put it at least like at a high production value on par of like what raw and smackdown were doing so Mm. you got to give them credit there where like if they really wanted to abandon it they could have abandoned it a while like a long time ago and and it's kind of crazy how if they did like where would modern nxt be now like what would it be called what you know if if they had just like legit pulled the trigger at that point, like it's so weird what what would have happened like now. You this know? is true. Like I'm still really wondering why they, you know, yeah, because most of the talent that was on NXT was coming from FCW anyway. So mm-hmm. this is like what made them be like, hey, look, let's just take this and turn it into some totally different. Hope they forget. Like, <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's the part. And obviously, we'll get there when we start covering the full sale era. But yeah. When you think about it, like this season, I mean, the concept failed because they pulled out from TV with sci-fi um, and then they moved like they moved over to WWE.com and uh, they had more shows there than they did ever on sci-fi. So they could have literally pulled the plug at any time because they would have considered it like a failure. But for someone like Triple H or whoever to say like, well, let's just convert it into this. Um, they could have like really rebranded it to a completely separate identity as opposed to taking on the NXT name, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, like it already had a name. So it was like, you know what? Nobody cares. Let's just, we're not even going to change the logo. We're just, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to keep it exactly the same and make them deal with it. And it boom, took off like hotcakes. And now we love it. Yeah. So, Hot, the hottest of cakes. The though. hottest of cakes. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got, but yeah, it's just, it's just kind of crazy when you actually look at, look at it 
on paper and to see where where it came from at that point uh, i concur awesome so thank you so much everybody for tuning in this is not our goodbye obviously but we just wanted to kind of say goodbye to the overall like competition era um and as i kind of mentioned last week we're um we're going to take our season uh break now but when we come back for nxt redemption because it's technically season five but it's not because (laughs) this uh to kind of spoil it a little bit this season technically never had a winner so we're going to be covering um nxt redemption a little bit differently than what we covered for these last four seasons so we'll give you more updates when uh, we get closer to doing our season premiere um but we just kind of wanted to give everyone a heads up that um when eventually if if you're listening to this retroactively then you can skip forward and and listen to uh the beginning of season five but just know like if you've been listening to this point that um season five moving forward will be a different format based on these first uh four seasons um but yeah i i think i'm actually kind of excited by the format that we're going to get into just because it will kind of provide us like um like a template of what to do when when we do eventually get to the full sale era so i'm pretty excited about that once we get to it i i think i'm intrigued to see who's in it because i just I don't have any off the top of my head memories about this this portion mm-hmm. of like NXT. So just kind of see it unfold and just be like, oh, wow. OK. Or, oh, wow. Wow. Like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll I see. I feel like it's going to be the same thing where there's going to be a lot of hidden gem matches in here. And <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to like find them out um, as we start covering them. Uh, awesome. So yeah that will do it there is no um on the next episode because yeah we'll be taking a uh a short break for a, couple a siesta yes <laughs> is that what it's called yeah it's like when you take a siesta huh. so you take a little break or some shit like that and then uh a sabbatical is when you take like a year off right yeah sabbatical is when you just disappear for uh, like oh, a hot <laughs> minute <laughs> so it's not even a year it's just like you're just gone nah, it's like you just disappear it could be you could have a shorter sabbatical than that but you know, I think when you take a sabbatical, it's basically like, hey, look, work, I don't exist for a little bit. Leave me alone. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then you just get to come back to work like, hey, look, I'm still alive. <laughs> I still have a job, too. Like 14 years later. <laughs> We're straight up. Well, I lost sabbatical, man. Like, yeah, man. I lived my whole life. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, cool. So with that, I, I kind of wanted to do our um, end of season shout outs to everybody on on uh on the interwebs the surfing the net the internet community as they call it um the iwc the iwc (laughs) where uh just wanted to shout out a bunch of uh fellow podcasters that have also been supporting us throughout the entire season you're giving me that look because (laughs) you 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 either want me to say it or not to say it so Okay, I won't say it. <laughs> uh, I know, I just I, I was just waiting for it just in case it was gonna be said so I could express my disappointment. Okay. Uh <laughs> so I will definitely give a shout out to our boys at Clark Street Wrestling as always, because they have been supporting us since day one of doing this. Uh you can find them at uh 
Clark underscore wrestling on pretty much any social media platform. They do amazing work there where they cover modern day WWE. So if you want to like uh, get the latest coverage of like Raw, SmackDown, modern day NXT, they do an amazing recap of everything. Um, and just really, really funny commentary when they when they cover cover everything. Uh, our boys on uh, Tune Suite as well. They also are like a focused um, themed podcast, like how we are with like covering NXT. But they cover the music of wrestling, which I I really like that concept of kind of reviewing either like the albums or reviewing like specific themes of like the music of Edge and Kristen throughout the years. I think those are like really cool topics. Um, and then we have our boys at Circle of Debate. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for Tune Sweet, it's literally just one word: Tune Sweet for their um twitter handle um and then circle of debate is the same thing just one full name for their um their twitter handle and um yeah they are also a really cool group where they kind of bring all these different podcasters together and then they kind of talk about certain topics so um i really like that concept overall and also a shout out to my main dog duncan who's always supporting us on the podcast with uh just giving us support on social media and just always just giving us support when whenever we put out anything on YouTube as well. So definitely thank you, dude. Uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, I, I think there's there's so many more down down the line, but I'll I'll definitely give them a shout out um, on on episodes as we go. But just wanted to make sure I, I got a few of them out there since they're always supporting us throughout um, throughout everything. Fire. Uh, absolute fire yes uh and then yeah i would say probably just shout out to you sir for um for finding some kind of time to do this <laughs> on top of like the, the the multiple projects that you're juggling that uh finding the time to do these really cool reviews with 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 me hey man i want to give a shout out to takamichi noku oh yeah yep what uh, what, uh any any specific reason because he's Takamichi Noku. <laughs> and he invented the Michinoko driver, duh. Yeah, I mean, duh, even though he didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> even though he didn't. <laughs> he didn't, but, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I still I still rock with the boy, you know. Uh, shout out to the Half K Podcast for being a cool episodic review of NXT. We're doing something that uh, not a body really takes a chance to do or takes the opportunity to do in such a way to make it digestible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good stuff. Like you said, there's some good gems out there. Hopefully, we've inspired some people to want to go back and pick up some of this, some of this uh, madness that was maybe deemed nonsense because we've made it seem like it's something that you should watch because you know. Like most of the stuff is out there for free for you yeah. to watch. So, especially now since we didn't get peacocked out of having like the network. So but hey man, you know, um I, I'm excited for season five to see how we're gonna navigate that. Season four was a blast and you know, stay tuned. Yes. Um and one last shout out I forgot to mention, of course. Last but not least, our boy Ryan for um helping us out. Um, with our mid-season premiere a couple episodes ago. Oh, uh, yeah, The Legend. The Legend. Um, and we're definitely going to have him back sooner or later with um, with Season 5, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, 
Awesome, man. Yeah, like I said, same thing. I really had fun covering this, and I'm very excited to see what uh, what the future holds for NXT, <laughs> as Triple H would say. <laughs> we, we, you know, in fairness, we kind of know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anymore. I, I don't even watch. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I watch these every week. I don't watch modern. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie, bro. I watch probably these more than I watch regular NXT sometimes. And then I'll be like reading the results like, wow, look what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can't just watch it. Like, wow. Eventually, uh, eventually, we'll figure out a format where we'll have someone do the notes for us. So then that way we can just like watch it blindly and not know what the results are. I think that would be kind of cool. <laughs> that'd be pretty, that'd be, okay. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, for your, uh, for your boy, Nando O'Brien for the last time this season, um, uh, I will say thanks again, everybody for listening and hope you check us out, uh, or season five in the future. Uh, what about you, sir? Truth. Oh, El Truth. You know, I'm I'm gonna leave here and see if I can get my tag team title shot with <laughs> or, with Johnny Curtis, and we gonna figure this thing out, baby. Or uh, or just go turn heel on uh, Morrison and, and then attack John Cena. <laughs> hey, either that or I'm just gonna hang out in the ring with um, oh yeah, yeah. Mister O'Brien. Yeah, it's uh, unlimited cheese, so uh, it's not a bad option. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> all it's right, not a bad life. <laughs> it's not a bad life at all. All right, and with that, we will see you next time. Take care. <laughs>